Okay, you guys got yourselves a ship. We'll leave as soon as you're ready. Docking Bay 94. 94. Welcome to another episode of Docking Bay 94. I'm Carl. I'm Zach. And today, we're doing it. Attack of the Clones. Episode 2. Arguably the worst in the series. No, the worst in the series. Arguably. Uh, it is, but... It, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we definitely both agree this is worse than Phantom Menace, right? Um, yeah. Yeah? Okay. What... what, what? I mean, I'm sure, I don't remember exactly, but I'm sure we talked about it when we did Phantom Menace, but what makes this worse for you? What makes it worse for me is the dialogue. Yeah. They did a really bad job of making, it it, it really all is centered around Anakin and the dialogue between him and Padme, him and Obi-Wan. Yeah. It's like, one of my my notes was that most of the time, Natalie Portman especially, she just sounds so bored with her line delivery. Like, everything she says is so flat, and she has no life in it at all. I don't blame her for it at all, really. I mean... I don't think... I mean, she's a great she's actress. A great actress. Yeah, we've seen her do V great. for Vendetta, are you kidding yeah. me? She was spectacular. So, it was... I, I mean, the lines were bad, obviously. I'm sure George's directing wasn't very, you know... Uh, didn't meet what they, what, they, what they needed, but... Also, she probably was just like checking out mentally. Like, all right, this I'm just doing this. Possibly. Yeah. Um, I still think that um, the this movie it's bad, um, but it has specific failures, right? That <laughs> yeah. are so bad. Yeah. That it takes away <laughs> from the movie. But there yeah. is, I believe, there is a lot of good content in there. Yeah. So, I mean, do you want to talk about some of like the best parts of the movie first, like the good stuff? Um, let's see. I, I mean, I, I do have notes on, like, whenever something good happened, I was like, all right, that's cool. Okay, well, I'll just start from the beginning. I yeah. think it starts off pretty nice. I, I said the same thing. In yeah. that I think it's a good way to get the story going, to start with the assassination <laughs> plot. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I said the same thing. Um, I like how they call back to her having a body double. Yeah. Like, that comes back. Yeah. And um, her body double's killed. Yeah, I was watching that. I was wa- I was watching most of the movie with Tyler actually, who's on the uh, the Sith podcast, um, and he was like, in that opening scene, he was like, "That's her body double." And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "She looks nothing like Natalie Portman," and I was like, "I mean, I don't know, but she actually doesn't in real yeah. life." <laughs> if you look at the two, yeah, uh, between her and Keira Knightley, yeah, oh yeah, they look very similar. They do, but especially when they were younger. But um, yeah, I liked the opening. It was interesting. It was like, a good way to like get you invested like, oh what's going on here you right know? uh and what, what what's his name the the new the new captain or whatever captain yes. typho right yes the eye patch man he he is he he was saying the wrong stuff at the wrong time he was like oh i guess there's no danger at all yeah <laughs> yeah he he wasn't his kind of i think his acting wasn't spot on and that well, uh, yeah I like him better than Captain Panaka from episode one. Really? Yeah. And apparently they're related. Like, in, in the, the characters are related. Oh, in the, oh. Like, Typho is Panaka's, like, nephew or something like that. I don't know. Okay. I, <laughs> I wonder why he has an eye patch. Anybody ever talk about <laughs> yeah, that? Space pa- space eye patch. Um, um, so that that was a good way to start it. Yeah. I like how that, um, the threat to her life kind of overarches the movie. Yeah, yeah, and um, that's a good. I mean, and it was because right of the she was going to vote against the Army Creation Act or whatever, right? Correct. She was actually so after rewatching it, I picked up that she is the leader of the opposition. Oh, she's the leader of the opposition okay. in the Senate, the one that is against creating the clone army. Maybe they should have driven that home a little bit more because, like, I was always like, why? Okay, I mean, I understand why they why. What Dooku is plotting this, right? Is like why they'd want her dead. But she's not the only senator who's opposing this. So I was like, why her? But that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but you find out later that uh, also Newt Gunray just wants her killed because of the stuff that happened yeah, before. He doesn't like her. In The Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah. He's still got uh, he's, he's a beef. Still got bad blood about that. <laughs> <Bad> blood. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, was, so that plot line is a good one, I think. Um, other good things that happened. Let's see the the chase scene in on Coruscant with Anakin, Obi Wan, and and the bounty hunter. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not great, 
but it's interesting enough. Yeah. You know, um, I always thought it was interesting that Obi-Wan jumped out the window. And not yes. Anything. Yes. You know why? As this specifically kind of pissed me off because, yeah. you know, just before that, he's telling Anakin about, we have to obey the council. We're yeah. not supposed to investigate. We're protecting just protecting. Yeah. And he's the first one to f***ing investigate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In that moment. When they see the the droid outside the window, I always thought it would, it would have been better if Anakin was the one who jumped out the window, right? Being more impulsive and all that crap, and Obi Wan being like, "Ah, damn it!" And then he has to go like get the speeder and go after him. All right, and then was, there's then there's the speeder joke. I mean, that's kind of oh yeah, that yeah. it was like oh you know me, master. You know? Couldn't find <laughs> the right color, and yeah, I was like, all right, that was stupid. <laughs> but um, I liked. Um, I think there was a good like uh, right after that, right before they go into the cantina. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a good uh, example of Obi Wan mentoring. Yeah. Oh, with the lightsaber thing. Well, he says, uh, "Yeah, he says this weapon is your life." Yeah. That's a good line from the movie. Yeah, that's a good little. um, And also, he says, "Think about it. You know, she's going in there to hide, not to run." Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of it shows you that he is the experienced master. He has a lot of uh, knowledge under his belt. Focusing Anakin a little bit. I wish the movie should have had more of those moments between them right everyone's teaching him things uh so yeah that was good and then the club scene was kind of was, was pretty cool obi-wan doing that sweet ass uh, arm chop off well, not, did he cut off her arm or did he just uh, like, i think he cut the gun yeah or, pot, or maybe nicked her hand or something because yeah. she does seem hurt yeah but true. um um, so that that's was... kind of reminiscent of episode four. <laughs> yeah, he loves yeah. he loves chopping off things in in cantinas. I guess. <laughs> yeah, he, man, Obi Wan has cut off a lot of stuff. Cut yeah. off all in half. Yeah, you know, he was cut off three limbs off of Anakin. He cuts off the arms of that of that monster in the arena. Oh yeah, he does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but other good things, um, I kind of liked to be honest the youngling scene. Oh, you like when? That? Yeah, I did actually. Um, when obi-wan brings the little ball in and they, <laughs> the marble yeah. it, it was kind of cool to see the youngling training a little bit and master yoda kind of passing on his wisdom through that yeah that's a cool idea for sure and i it I, what made me laugh though is obi-wan walked in that room <laughs> and they were all like hello master kenobi you know like yeah. that and he's like hello like i don't know it's <laughs> yeah that was kind of awkward he's like i don't want to deal with kids yeah. i, I kind of got that like, impression damn it, yoda i was hello one on one here but uh yeah and what else did i have that was good um, i kind of liked uh the space fight with Django and between Django and obi-wan oh in the asteroid field yeah that and also their their fist fight on Kabe. yeah yeah but that both of those are pretty good yeah yeah i thought that yeah, their fight on Kamina was cool, and the yeah when they were in space in the asteroid field, that was pretty cool too. I love those seismic charges, man. The sound effect on that. On yeah, things, yeah, yeah. So the one thing I have that I actually liked of Anakin's okay would be the slaughter mass slaughter scene. Yeah. Um, but not immediately after it when he's crying about it to <laughs> yeah. Padme. Yeah, the but actual the moment for that one moment. Um, he gets really angry and he cuts him down. Mm-hmm. And maybe only the part where he like gets angry and says, "I hate them." Yeah, with Padme, but the rest of it, I feel the same way. Yeah, because yeah. well, the scene itself when he's when he's killing the the sand people, I wish I know it was a PG movie, but like, right? I wish it lasted longer. Yeah, he cut off. You you saw him cut off two heads, and then he cut off a third, and then it like like cut away. Right? Well, even they didn't really show it that gruesomely no it wasn't like yeah uh, but i wish they would have showed him fighting them more or something and then right after that they go into that scene of yoda meditating and you hear qui-gon jinn yeah like anakin you know and then but there's this weird thing right so you hear qui-gon jinn's voice and then you hear no you just hear like this really weird no that's definitely not qui-gon jinn right who 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 sounds like anakin to me I I I I had no idea who it sounded like, but it was really strange. It was weird. Um, is that like Qui Gon's first like I guess. touch back into the world, mm. or is that just a memory? No, it's. I guess that's probably like one of his first like little force thingies that he does. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I, I, so yeah, I agree with you. On that one line that he he gives, where he says, "I hate them," right? That was that was a pretty good delivery. 
everything else around that was bad. <laughs> right. The the one the one scene in that movie between Anakin and Padme that was pretty good dialogue and pretty good acting, and I was like, oh man, if if it was more of th- this type of interaction between them, it would have been so much better. Is when they're having their picnic in the Naboo. And they're sitting down, and it's before they start messing around with like the, the animals, start yeah. rolling around in the grass. Not not that crap, but like before that, when they're t- talking, and Padme is talking about like her past, or whatever, and then she's like, um, Anakin starts talking about uh, like they how should... the system is broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're talking, and then it gets a little, you know, she's like, oh, like you know, who's gonna make them or whatever, and. And then they kind of it ends with them kind of like laughing and like kind of having like a moment, laughing where, uh, about dictatorship, they're teasing each other, yeah. Yeah, laughing about dictatorship. But and yeah. then they start kind of like poking fun at each other and they're laughing. And I was I don't know I was just like in that moment, both of their acting was pretty was yeah, better than other it was moments. better than the rest. Uh, However, um, you know, going back to the mass slaughter, like that happens. Yeah, you get that sense of the Vader in him, yeah. right? And then. Throughout Clone Wars in Episode Three, he's like back to, he's good, yeah, yeah, re- yeah good Jedi again. Yeah. So I didn't like that. Yeah, like he should have. There should have been a constant progression. Yeah, yeah, towards bad. I agree. I think even that. if they had to hold that off till Episode Three. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's a pretty pretty violent act. You know. Yeah. Uh, it would. I think. Yeah, that. and they never they never question him about it. Yeah. Had, like Mace and and. And Yoda are sitting there like, oh, I sense Skywalker's in, yeah, you know, great pain. They never like, hey, you, you want to talk about this? <laughs> yeah, or? that man. That's one thing about the Jedi that like, in the prequels, that no one really tried to help him that much. You know, mm-hmm. like there was like, I'm sure Obi Wan did, but you know, no one else really seemed to give a shit. <laughs> but and then probably the last uh, good thing is the arena scene. Yeah. Yeah. And all the Jedi come in. The, yeah, and then they charge in against the droids. That's cool. That first scene when the Jedi first come in, I yeah. mean, that's we've never seen that many lightsabers going oh at once. Oh, my gosh, yeah. It was, it was kind of wild. The one thing about, like, the, the arena scene is really cool, but, like, the one thing about it that's a, a little, I'm like, eh, is that it seems like the Jedi, like, the background Jedi, like, the extras that are Jedi in that scene yeah. are, like... Not up to par. Not up to par. It seems like George just like got a bunch of crew members, put them in robes, and they're like, all right, here's a lightsaber. Yeah, just do Jedi stuff, and that's what yeah. it looks like. Some yeah. of the human, uh, yeah, extra Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of bad. Um, all right, so let's let's dig deep into this movie now. <laughs> so right from the right from the bat, when they're going up the elevator to meet Padme, oh, gosh. the the dialogue is just terrible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Incredibly forced. I mean, you kind of get the sense that, you know, Anakin's a teenager, and he's like a teenager is, you know, yeah. whiny and rebellious. Yeah. And you get also get the sense that, you know, they've had these discussions before, and Obi-Wan's tried to, you know, put him on the right track, but yeah. he's just being a little rebellious. Yeah. And they've, and they've had, like, adventures and stuff. They, they mentioned, like, one of yeah. their past adventures. And... But it doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. feel authentic. No, you're right. That's the, that's the biggest thing is, like, a lot of the conversations, a lot of the forced, like, character backstory or information does not feel authentic at all. Right. You know? It feels like it was just placed there to explain something. Yeah, so that scene, right off the bat, yeah, like you said, the first scene we get with Anakin and Obi-Wan, not a, not a good one. Then you get um, when they're up talking to Padme, and that was just extremely awkward. <laughs> like, yeah, he starts off by, oh, like, God. creeping on her. Ugh. You're more beautiful for a senator, I mean. Oh, like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> I feel like her friends are sitting right next to her. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> when, when does he first mention her being in his dreams? When, when does that happen? Uh, not until they're on Naboo, I think. Uh, okay, you're just how I remember you in my dreams. Yeah. Like, but, he re- ah. but he says it to Jar Jar when she's not in the room in the very beginning. Yeah, why is he confiding in Jar Jar? I have <laughs> no idea. Because uh, they, they have history together. Yeah, yeah, they have history together, yeah. Jar Jar got his face caught in his uh, super, power couplings. On super his awkward. Cockers. And then why would you want, on the girl you're crushing on, yeah. why would you want to, like, 
your master to make you look like a little bitch <laughs> in front of your girlfriend. Yeah. Why would you push the envelope in yeah. front of him? That was the, oh my gosh, like when he straight up like was like just disrespected Obi-Wan in front yeah. of everybody. I was like, no. Didn't work. Didn't work. It right. wasn't cool, Anakin. Did not make you look cool. So then we get the whole assassination thing. Yeah, Obi-Wan jumped out the window. Out the window, the speeder chase. What? Okay. I don't, what? Jango Fett is hired to kill Padme. And then yes. he hires another bounty hunter to kill Padme. Correct. It's like, what are you doing, Jango? He's hiding, he's hiding who he really is. Like, uh, well, if you remember, he's a bounty hunter. Yeah. Not an assassin. I mean, he could assassinate, but he hires the assassin no, to do the why, dirty work. <laughs> this is why Boba Fett, like, owns Jango Fett, man. Boba Fett does his own work, man. Yeah, but he's never hired to assassinate, and he's hired to bring a bounty in, which is get the person and bring them to... I guess. I another know. place. Yeah. That's what I guess bounty so. hunters do. But, I mean, he can't... I mean, but he can't do the worm thing himself? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, he could have, but... <laughs> Yeah, so we get the worm stuff. So, okay, and, just real quick, what yeah. do you think about the line in the cantina with the whole "you don't want to set"? Oh, uh, the death sticks. Yeah, death sticks. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good line. It's decent, right? Yeah, it's a good little humorous bit. Yeah, and you get to see like the force mind yeah. trick again. Obi Wan's just kind of tossing that out, you know, like it's no big deal. Okay, so here's my first big question. All right. To stop her, um, Zam, from talking, he shoots yeah. a toxic dart. Yeah. And she dies. And she dies. Yes. Why would you use a toxic dart from a planet that you want hidden? Why would? Why doesn't he create his own toxic darts? Yeah, that was darts a bit of an oversight. Or get, like, untraceable toxic darts. Yeah. Or... Django dropped the ball on that one. Yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> also, it was, like, super... It always makes me, makes me laugh how convenient, like, how it's, like, right as she's about to say his name, she says, yeah, it was a bounty hunter called, and she dies. Like, it was right, you know. Was perfect like, timing. Perfect timing, Django. That was pretty Maybe he didn't solid. drop the ball. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. okay, so we, we talked about the motive for the assassination plot. Yeah. I also think that it could be because they knew uh, Senator Amidala was strong. Yeah. Do you think Sidious could have planned he knew the Jedi would try to take her away to protect her and therefore Jar Jar would have gotten put into the leadership role and he's such a weak mind that could have, that was bent to the will of Yeah. Uh hmm. Because there's that scene later but where Jar Jar's in there yeah. and um Masamita's in there yeah. and and Sidious is in there, Palpatine. And it's like the least subtle trick ever. They're like, "Oh, if only Senator Amidala was here to propose this." <laughs> it was like the least subtle thing ever. Yeah. And Jar Jar's like pondering on it. Hmm, <laughs> maybe I should do it then. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good bet that uh, maybe I don't know if Sidious planned that from the from the jump, but maybe at that point he was like, "Oh, you know, Padme, they took her away. Uh, maybe get Jar Jar in there." You know? <laughs> yeah, that's probably some quick thinking on his part, but. All right, let's talk about this for a second. So Obi-Wan, he gets that toxic dart. First thing he thinks of doing, he's like, oh, man, all right, so how do I find out where this, where this thing came from? Right. First thing he thinks of doing, you know what? My old pal, Dexter Jetster. Well, not exactly, because there is a deleted scene where he goes actually to the training droids first. Yeah. Not training droids, the analysis droids. Yeah. I've and they that. can't find it. Yeah. And so like, oh, only one other person will know. Right. <laughs> Dexter Jetster. So, all right. In the diner. That diner is a is whack. What is going on with that diner? Probably that whole diner could get that whole scene. That whole gotten, scene can go away. Yeah, because yeah. a it has like this 1950s like vibe to it, which is super weird. And there's something called Jawa juice. Yeah. What is Jawa juice? I don't want to know what Jawa <laughs> juice is. But he talks to Dex, and all right, that's this scene was the one that made me write down this note. Well, no, but it's funny though because she asked him, "Do you want any Jawa juice?" And he's like, "Oh yes." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so on Tatooine, we can assume that Obi Wan was just like going to town on some Jawa. Dude, he like, was totally an took, alcoholic. Turking him up, yeah. <laughs> but he drinks that like neon glowing that shot. shot yeah, yeah. Like, what obi-wan he's like, like down the hatch what happened to like not drinking while on the job yeah i thought that's what <laughs> i thought that was a thing for jedi but i guess not um but i do like that actually going back to that that club scene for a second 
I do yeah. think it's cool that Obi Wan was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get a drink," you know. Like, it was, it was cool. He let his Padawan like search the bar. Yo, he was I, just like, "I'm just gonna chill." I don't think he was just chilling. I no, think he, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was being smart. He was like getting a sense of the whole yeah which situation. Is, which is what I think is cool. Like he was like, "I'm gonna just get a drink," but you know, I'm gonna be, you know, surveying and you know, just uh, right. But going back to the the, the diner. Uh, this scene is the scene that made me write down this note, which is Ewan McGregor is a great actor because he is acting in that diner opposite that monstrosity of CG Dexter, and he's like doing really well. Like Obi, like Ewan McGregor is doing really well. Well, dude, you know? there was a stand-in. Yeah, but during the scene. Yeah, but that's not that's not easy, you know. Like, I mean, we know that Ewan McGregor d- has done. Probably the best job in those movies yeah. of acting. Yeah. Bad dialogue, bad scenes, and in uh, uh, CGI. Like that diner was probably all CGI. It was probably like, the table was probably real, and the booths maybe. Right. And they had some sort of like stand-in or just you know like a, a tennis ball. It was really just a filler to be like, you know, how does he get the lead? Yeah. of where to go but he's just such a good actor and like he like i don't know i was like damn like he he's he's a trooper he's a trooper in, in his movies but so many of these things were never touched on again like yeah a jedi erased it from the archives yeah they never they never about. like it's pa- it's mentioned in such passing that yeah. it doesn't even matter that's a lot of things you could have just had it been in the archives and he went there like yeah why did that have to make this like if they, if they wanted to do that and have it not be erased, which makes sense, which is a good idea, I guess. But don't do the diner scene and just have Obi Wan, you know, figure it out another way through. Well, the the whole thing with Yoda makes sense, like where he says, like, just go there anyways, you know, it'll be there, you know. Right. So why do they have to? Why does he have to talk to Dexter? <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, you know why? Because those uh, droids only look at symbols. <laughs> <laughs> If droids could think. <laughs> yeah. But, um, all right, so. I, I also thought it was cool how there's, like, they show the Jedi archives, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but I love how there's, like, Jedi researchers. Like, they mm-hmm. go and they look stuff, like, he's going in and, like, <laughs> yeah, searching in the library. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, it was, that was, and talking to, uh. kind of weird, Matt though. Matt Costa. Yeah. Yeah. She was kind of arrogant. She was kind of a bitch, yo. Yeah. Because, like. If it does not appear in our archives, <laughs> it does not exist. It's like, all right, chill. Well, that's self-contradictory because they literally have a place called the Unknown Regions. Yeah, I, I never thought that made sense. I was like, yo, so you're telling me that you guys think you have every like, every single system right. in the archives. Like, you, you didn't miss one. Like, that's kind of arrogant mm-hmm. on, on her part. But um, if, I, if I went to Master Yoda and then found that, I would have gone back to her yeah. and be like... <laughs> Gravity silhouette <laughs> remains, bitch. <laughs> you should have done that. Uh, there was a lot of scenes, and this is the t- the case for all the prequels. There's a lot of scenes of just walking and talking. Right. That was just like seventy percent of the movie. Yeah. Just like walking, talking, walking, talking, sitting and talking, walking. To- like, I don't know. It was. Mm. It got a little much. And another note I had. This was a random note. Was that. The uh, the piece of music that is used for Anakin and Padme's like love theme, uh, called uh, "Across the Stars," yeah, is is a really good, like awesome piece of music. I think by John Williams. I think it's great, but it's wasted on such a shit relationship. Yeah, you know? probably a- all those scenes could be wiped out. I mean, <laughs> they're just hanging out on Naboo. There's even yeah. those deleted scenes where he meets their parents. Oh, he meets yeah, Padme's <laughs> parents. And he's like hanging out with like the dad and. Padme's doing dishes with her sister. Yeah. It's like, all right, what is going on? The uh, yeah, most of those. Oh, dude, the worst scene of those, you, you know, the fireside chat. That's pretty bad. That's the worst one, right? It's um, be. There, there's also another pretty bad one, which is not the one in the field. The field one is tolerable. Yeah, it gets bad when they start rolling around in the grass. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. But what was the one before that, where they're like sitting on a balcony or oh, something. Oh, ba- when they kiss, and then he's like... Yeah, the first kiss. Yeah, he's like, I don't like sand. That whole stuff. Yeah, the whole yeah. I don't like sand. You could have definitely... They could have, like, just planted the seed of love in this seed, <laughs> rather seed than, like, the whole shebang. The whole shebang. Yeah, dude. The Fireside Chat is by far the most horrendous scene in that movie, in my opinion. 
the so line. Do they make Le- Luke and Leia right there? Is that <laughs> where they're conceived? No. No? Because Revenge of the Sith takes place like three years later. Mm, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, but we, we they, they had to have banged. Like we know, he I mean, wore come a condom. On. No, there's no condoms in space. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? I don't know. I don't think there is. So it was like not her ovulation cycle just, or what? Just because they bang doesn't mean. All right, now we're getting into like, like you know, uh, help like sex ed class right now. But he pulled out or what? Yeah, he yeah, pulled, pulled out. out. He pulled out. Or you know, just because. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the line. I'm haunted by the kiss you shouldn't have given me. Oh, Come on. God. Come on. And then he says, I hope this, uh, he's, I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, I hope that this kiss doesn't become a scar or whatever, like something like that. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God. It's overly, like George doesn't know how he's, to do love scenes. He doesn't. Oh my God, he doesn't. Because like, it's so on the nose. It's so in your face. There's no subtlety. With Han and Leia, there was, oh, it was so much better. It was so mm-hmm. perfect. There was so much subtlety in Han yeah. and Leia's relationship, but this is right in your face. Um, and then we go back to Obi Wan doing like his detective stuff on Camino, yeah. and he meets Django Fett. Which that scene between Obi Wan and Django talking is actually that's well done. That's a well done scene. Yeah, they're, bo- they're both good actors. Yeah, and and you get the sense that Obi Wan's not buying it the whole time. Yeah, you know Django knows he's not buying it. Yeah, there's oh, a man. lot of tension tension there, although. Django does tell him the truth, basically. More or less, he tells him the truth. Why would you name drop Tyrannus, dude? Why would you do that? Because he has no idea, you know? He probably has no idea that it's like... Right? He doesn't know what? Well, that he's a Sith Lord, or that he's like someone they're looking for. I don't know. He might not know that he's a Sith Lord. But he tells him the truth. He's just like, I was recruited by a man called Tyrannus. Correct. And Obi-Wan's like, really? Like, he doesn't believe him, but it's totally true. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, so it's weird that he doesn't know. He's like, Sifo-Dyas. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. And he's like, really? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) No, I really haven't. (laughs) It's Uh, pretty funny. So you get to see young Boba. Yeah. I know you don't like it, but I, I don't have any problem with that. Yeah. Everybody's a kid sometime, Carl. I, know, I mean, why does he think that? Oh, I want to. I want to sh- put this character. I want to show this character's backstory. Let me make him a ten-year-old kid. I don't know. I don't know. Why do we, we got to do that? Well, apparently, he was gonna make the Force Awakens like in his version. Yeah. Which they never went with. Yeah. They were all teens again. Yeah, I was like, like oh my god. <laughs> Like, what? What is with him and you know doing the kid stuff? To be fair, though, Luke and Leia were were kids. They were, were they were a little bit older, eighteen, nineteen, in real life. But I thought they oh. played like sixteen. Nah, I think Luke they? and Leia were like. Well, Leia's were, fourteen in Rebels. Yeah, right. So she's probably like what sixteen in New Hope. I, yeah. I I think they're both like nineteen in New Hope. Okay, I think. Because three years later is Empire, and then about a year later is Return of the Jedi, which would put them at, like, 25 Yeah. by the end of the trilogy. The one good thing about the Django and Boba thing yeah. is you get to see a lot more of the Mandalorian armor, and they're, like... Yeah, some, some nice father-son bonding, actually. You don't see a whole lot of that in the Star Wars. Yeah. A good father-son relationship. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... I liked it because Boba doesn't do much. You know, he's wearing the armor armor in the armor. original trilogy. Yeah. But you don't get to see it in action. And I think that's Django's true. action scene mm-hmm. with the jetpack and with yeah. all his different... Little... He's like the Batman of... Yeah, yeah. He's cool. But also at the same time... like He's a cool character, but at the same time, it's like... You know, Lucas was like, all right, people love Boba Fett. So I'm going to put Boba Fett's dad in the movie. And he's going to look just like him. But cleaner. He, well, you could have done. He could have done that and just mentioned that he asked for a clone child. That's true. That and would, not shown the kid. That would have been better. That would have been possible. That would have been better. I like Django in it though because yeah. that whole thing spawned the whole Mandalorian lore. Like now, what yeah. we're getting in, in Rebels. Yeah. And we're getting you know all the different clans. Yeah, of yeah. Mandalore. Oh, no, it's definitely. I love the Mandalorian stuff. Um, all that kind of started right there. Yeah, you know. No, yeah, I mean, wasn't there Mandalorian stuff in Legends before then, though? Yeah, maybe in Legends, but or well, not Legends, but what was then the EU? Like, well, I, I'm pretty sure Mandalorians existed before clones came out, right? Yeah, no, but I'm saying 
in in the real world the all you had before this movie was made was like oh yeah boba fett yeah and i guess some people expanded on it but But putting it in the movie putting it in the movie and it just kind of created this and so now what we know about mandalorians the different clans so there's obviously a clan fett yeah right yeah and they're probably a lower ranking thing they're not like the wrens or Uh the vizlas yeah yeah, that, I mean that could be why Django like went the route of being a bounty hunter because his family is a low-ranking clan. Yeah, that, that's Mandalore. actually kind of some. There's some interesting backstory there um, that they could get into if they haven't already. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah. So one answer I actually picked up on this thing. Right. We got so this goes back to what podcast we did before when we were talking about Cypher Dias. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I now feel more confident about my explanation. Okay, that it was. Sidious in disguise as Sifo-Dyas. All right. Because the exact quote Obi-Wan says is, I was under the impression that he was killed before that. Before? Ten years. So they make the clones. They order the clones ten years ago. Yeah. Someone named Sifo-Dyas went to make the clone army ten years ago. And Obi-Wan says, I was under the impression he was killed before that. Before what, though? Before 10 years ago, like maybe 12 uh, years ago, he was killed. Okay. So that yeah. that makes me even more confident to say Sidious and Dooku killed him. Dooku, uh, Sidious disguises himself as Sifo-Dyas then yeah. and makes the order for the clone army himself. Yeah. That's that's likely. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, now... We get into, let's see, the Fireside Chat, Django Fett stuff. Um, oh, this is a random note, but I don't know if you remember, but during Obi-Wan and Django's fight scene, right. when Obi-Wan loses his lightsaber, there's this really, really funny, like, weird, like, shot where Ob- his lightsaber has fallen, and Obi-Wan's, like, you know, fell down or whatever, got blasted, and then, like, he looks up, sees his lightsaber lying on the ground, and they do this ridiculous, like, fast zoom in on the lightsaber that lasts, like, half a second okay you remember that uh not particularly no, I just, it just was a really strange shot and it made me really like made me laugh really hard there's like a really like weird what do you think they're trying to do is just show that uh, he didn't have it there was a show that like because he looked up he saw it and he was like going for it so uh. they're just like establishing that but it was just really weird like how they did it it was like a really quick shot and mm-hmm. like a fast zoom in on the lightsaber so then we get into oh my god! So we get him going back to Tatooine. Oh is that, yeah, is that yeah, where yeah, you're going? Tatooine. Or I was gonna go further, but yeah, okay, right, Tatooine. He goes to Tatooine. You get a reunited reunion oh, no. with Watto. Watto. Why does he have a neck beard? Like I he did before, but it was slightly less. That's true. He was like stubble before. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's also got different clothes on. Oh, hat. Looks like he's having a hard time. He lost all his slaves pretty yeah, much. Yeah, he's got flies on him. You <laughs> know, he's got a hat, like a hat on. He's you know his two teeth look a bit more, you like, know, worn out. Yeah. Chipped. I don't know. Yeah, that um, was a nice little reunion between Wado and Annie. Uh, and then, all right, so it's a little convoluted how he sets up the Lars family in all this. You mean how Wado does? No, how George oh. did it in the story. It's a little like weird how. He Why? Did it. I mean, he bought her as a slave to help with his moisture farm. Yeah, no, I mean, and eventually falls in love with her freezer. Yeah, I'm not saying that like. It doesn't make sense, but in, in terms of, like, I feel as though when we see the original mo- like movie, Star Wars, and see the relationship Luke has with Owen and Beru, and how Owen and Beru talk about Anakin and stuff, it's just well, like, you think they would have been closer to him. Well, you also think that, I mean, that they have a blood relation, and they don't. Well, not necessarily. They're not I'm, actually related at all. No, they're not, but, like, that doesn't, they don't need to be. Uncle will aunt isn't like a doesn't have to be familial it can be just like your guardians you call your guardians uncle and aunt even if they're not related right but when you're obi-wan he says at the very end of episode three Mm. he says like when this is only family to to his only family i mean they are his family not really not blood family but they're his family but not only are they not blood family they've seen each other like they don't even exactly oh he met them for like 10 minutes yeah exactly which is which is i guess the bit my biggest like point was why why did he make it that way because in new hope <coughs> it really seems as though 
Owen and Baru were very close to Anakin or knew him very well. Mm-hmm. And it's like they met him for 10 minutes and that was it. Yeah. And the whole line of, you know, he didn't want you to go follow old Obi-Wan or some. Yeah. Where does this come from? Where does that come from yeah. when you've met him for five minutes? I always thought. And that... he's there alone. Yeah. I always thought that. And I think most people f- figured that Anakin and Owen grew up together, more or less. Or they were, like, almost like brothers. Not blood-related, but they were, like, you know, around each other a lot. So do you think that Obi-Wan told them the truth? Or did they tell him that Anakin died? Hmm. I think they said, they must have said that he died. Yeah, I think I would go that way as well. And say that Obi-Wan told them that he died. Because it, it, it could work either way, based on what we see in New Hope. But I think it's more likely that Obi-Wan just told him that, you know, he, he died. And uh, Omen doesn't ever really seem to like Anakin that much anyways, so. He's kind of, you get the sense that he's not a big fan of him, but yeah. he's being polite. Yeah. Yeah, just we're stepbrothers. Yeah, but. it's kind of weird that he, like, blamed him for, like, not being there. Kind of. Oh, Owen blamed Anakin? I think so. Yeah. Like he said, I figured you'd show up sometime. Like, yeah. Sorry, bro. <laughs> I mean. Bro. Oh, this is this is so us. We're just a couple of bros, you know, joshing each other around. But I think Owen should have been, Owen and Baru, but mainly Owen, should have been a little bit larger of a presence in the prequels. Not, maybe in the first episode one, you know, maybe have them be, like, have Anakin living with them for some reason? I don't know. But, like, right. have a relationship there and then have some resentment. Yo, Anakin instead leaving. of having. Remember that old woman who helps Anakin? Oh, yeah. Or not really helps him, but as a kid. With, like, the bunions or whatever? I don't know. It gives him food or yeah. something. She's like, she's like a shop owner. Yeah, yeah. You could have had that be young Baru. Yeah. Could have been young Baru selling, and, like, they already had a friendship there, and then. They yeah, yeah, more friends like later. I don't know. Yeah, well, they, were, they were close. Yeah, but yeah, Kleeg Lars. Kleeg Lars. My name's Kleeg. <laughs> and dude, that was egg. so. I also got a weird vibe when he was like, you know, I would have been out there looking, but I can't till my leg heals. <laughs> like, <laughs> so yo, you were a lying piece of shit, Kleeg. Yeah, I mean, do you get that sense? Like, no. why, why, why was Kleeg being so like? Wait, did he? Wait, hold on. Did he have? one leg or did he have like an injured leg he probably had an injured leg because I always thought that he had one leg it looked like he had one leg I don't know I don't know maybe it's just a little bit I don't know but I'd have to look at it I again guess, I think he hurt his leg going out looking for her because right yeah right because they went out and then only a few of them only, came back yeah it's like that jaw that moment in Jaws he was like you know 30 men, men went into the water like you know nine came right. out or whatever so uh, and then Anakin goes find his mom and then we get a little quick montage of him like talking to Jawas and right, like right. finding the camp somehow right and but then, yeah that's that the slaughter and happens. Geonosis happens so Geonosis. They, they all converge on Geonosis yeah yeah and then it's very strange how the movie takes like almost an hour to, to introduce Count Dooku when they when like, he's supposed mm. to be like the main guy oh right you know right. the main villain in this movie um, well, you can understand that because the whole part in the beginning is assassination plot, investigation, uncover it. Yeah, it's just Dooku probably should have been in there a little bit earlier. All right. Yeah. Um, there is also a deleted scene where they, I forget who it was, somebody, I think it's Obi Wan. He goes in and sees the statue of Dooku. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and and they talked about the like the lost. Jocasta new. Yeah. Comes in right. It's, she was the. Yeah, the librarian. They still have a bit of that scene of just him looking at this, the, this, ah. the bus, but they don't have the conversation mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, I always thought that bust was Qui Gon Jinn until I like looked it up. Until one day. you watch the deleted scene and you yeah, find the, that yeah. he says Qui Gon was very your master Qui Gon was very similar to yeah. And we talked about this though. We we both said that. Jin would not have joined Count Dooku, right? We don't think. I don't think he, he would have. Yeah. It depends, though. It depends no. because they don't touch on this enough. But originally, before you find out Dooku is a Sith, he really just seemed like someone who is tired of the Republic and wants to be, thinks he can do a better job and wants to yeah. secede from sure. the Republic. Yeah. And I think they should, that's what Dooku should have been the whole time. I don't think he oh, should have been a, a Sith. Sith. No. Okay. Well, yeah, Dooku should have been the political 
uh, the political force. antagonist. Yeah, yeah. Not, Who, he's still trying to start the separatists. He's trying yeah. to do all that, but um, they do this weird thing where he's telling. He goes in there and talks to Obi Wan, <laughs> and he's like, "I've gone too far." Yeah, they, <laughs> you know, all that was fake, of course. Yeah. But he tells him this deal, like, "Oh." I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Oh, yeah. The Republic's being controlled by a Dark Lord of the Sith. And um, he used to be in league with the Trade Federation guy and all that. So, and everyone's like, I don't believe you. <laughs> well, that was stupid. But at the same time, it doesn't that it, it, you, you see the motive of Dooku is different. The motive yeah. is kind of like the Jedi are failing. They don't see the Dark Lord of the Sith. We want to create our own thing yeah and be a little bit a little more smart because the democracy they have isn't working yeah but then you find out oh all that was meaningless Mm -hmm. because he's a sith and he's under sidious already yeah i was like what's his game what's his play here because he's he's like together we can destroy the sith right what is his because obi-wan isn't does obi-wan at that point know that Dooku is a Sith. No, right? he does not. No, he just thinks he's a rogue Jedi, right? Well, he's not even a rogue not, Jedi. Not a Jedi. He at all. left the order. He left the Jedi to become a political, yeah, yeah. person. So and he's a count. He doesn't even. He doesn't even know that he's a Sith Lord. So I guess Dooku was trying to play Obi Wan, right? Try to trick him to do what? Uh, maybe, Join maybe, him maybe and try, then maybe try and turn Obi Wan. Shazam! We are Sith. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like look, Obi Wan. I have something to tell you. Don't get mad, but we're Sith. Uh, maybe he wanted Obi Wan to be his apprentice of sorts and kill Sidious, and then do it like that, and have Obi Wan be a dark side apprentice to him. Yeah, but as soon as you light the red lightsaber, like oh, I'm Sith, <laughs> Sith. <laughs> yeah, was, I don't know. Maybe he was trying to turn Obi Wan. Uh, maybe, but. So we get to see new battle droids. We got the super battle super droids. Super battle droids. Not the, bad. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have a head, but no, I guess they, they don't yeah, need they have one. A weird like torso head. Um. They're they're not as goofy as the battle droids though. So real quick, the separatists, right? Uh, oh boy. Oh my god. How yeah. come all of the separatists are corporations? <laughs> yeah. You got Duke the trade federation. Yeah. The banking clan. Yeah. The commerce guild. And the techno union. Yeah. Dooku is upset that the Republic is being run by big business or, like, corruption. Yeah. And he's over here making the separatists with, uh, yeah, with all these big these big companies. Yeah. I, I don't know. The techno union. Fix your translator. Fix your voice, man. Yeah. It was working until he turned the knob. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you just let it go? Leave the knob alone, man. <laughs> Oh. Uh, yo, so real quick, I got this note. We see Anakin finds his mom. Oh yeah, yeah. This this is something that bothered me when I rewatched it because it would never hit you as a kid. Yeah, was she raped by the Sand People? Mm. She's tied up yeah. in a weird position, and um, they're keeping her there. Yeah, it seems like she was a like well, a sex slave captive. I think that's a good bet. I mean, we're assuming that. I mean. Obviously, Tusken Raiders procreate because they have babies. They have like children. Yeah. So, you know, I guess yeah. I guess they must have. I guess they they must have a similar organ setup as to humans. Mm. We don't know what's under those 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 robes, man. We're, I don't not, know. Well, sure. there were women. There were female. Yeah, there's female. There's male. But it's still weird. There's children. And the second question is, why did she die? She got true. she got a few cuts on her face. Yo, yo, what's up with Anakin and like his like loved ones just dying for no reason? His his um, mom died for no reason. Padme died for no reason. Uh, I don't understand. They all broken hearts, man. Broken hearts, yeah. Anakin's a heartbreaker, <laughs> man. But yeah, she died very conveniently right after. Yep, right you know, after. Moment. And conveniently, Padme dies right after having the kids. Yeah. So and then there's the slaughter that which we talked about. And then the arena, which, you know, is a cool scene. It's the best scene in the movie. Right. And those three creatures, the Ackley, the Nexu is yeah. like the cat thingy. And I don't know the name of the, uh, the rhino. Yeah, thing. neither do I. Yeah. But, but uh, that's cool. Yeah, that um, is really cool. I think, I mean, that's definitely a really cool, like, gladiator-type scene that should should stay in the movie. You know, should have always been. Right. And this is where we get kind of the first good scene with Padme. Yeah. You actually see oh, her yeah. kind of like... 
Leia is, a strong yeah. woman character. Doing... She's not like the whiny, I don't want to say like whiny, sen- but... Senator, yeah, doesn't... Yeah, she's like doing stuff. She's in action. She's resourceful. Yeah, that's a good scene. And, um... Oh, yeah, but then we, we skip one thing, which is the whole scene through the foundry. Oh, yeah. Where they're yeah, going through the, all that. The Joy Factory, which yeah. is a hot mess. I Dude, mean... You mean, what do you mean? You, you mean? Well, you you didn't really need any of that. No, you didn't. To progress the story. Well, also, that scene was completely added in last minute. There's actually really? Yeah. There's actually a very hilarious like, behind-the-scenes clip where... So, George is standing... It's like, this is like... They, one of the last things they, they they shot. George is standing there in like this big green screen warehouse room, and Natalie Portman is in her outfit, and he has like this like really stupid green screen obstacle course of her to like jump over this, oh. go over this, and like go around this like for the droid factory, and he's like showing her like what it'll be like, and she is like going through it, and she's like cracking up, she's laughing, she's like this is ridiculous. She was like, you're just messing with me. This isn't going to be in the movie at all, right? Like she's she thinks it's a total like punk. Oh my it's god! It's so silly. And then George is like, "It'll look good. It'll look good." And that's and that's all the clip is, and it's so funny. Huh? It was so ridiculous that she didn't even think. It was why do you legit. think she felt it? Like, why do you think she just like said she was like laughing? She's like, "Oh, this is you're just messing with me." And he was like, "No, no." But why though? Because I feel like that could have been part of the whole like nobody really knew what cg was like she'd probably never been in a cg movie before well also, well also like that's well, so that brand scene, new that scene was at the very end that was one of the last things it, it was yeah. it wasn't in the script at all it was just thrown that thrown in there she probably mm. had no idea about it okay yeah. and she just thought it was like she was getting pranked but little did she know it'd be one of the worst scenes in the movie so anakin loses his lightsaber again that was a good little moment where he's yeah. like not again you know that was a good little Anakin thing yeah. I thought so that scene's a mess um, and then that leads into the arena yeah right so um, the one basically we haven't really talked about why the movie's so bad I mean we mentioned it a little bit but yeah it's really all of Anakin's little he complains about Obi-Wan all the time yeah he's overly critical <laughs> it's not fair doesn't understand <laughs> I don't get it though yeah He's a has great promise. Yeah, Obi Wan's not holding him back. What? No. What? What would make him get the sense that he's holding him back? I don't know. He's From like, what? He's like just impatient, I guess, and I don't know. But but like the movie is the biggest flaw in the movie, I guess, is that the dialogue is super bad. That's the biggest thing, right? Mm-hmm. Is and Hayden is not. He's not, he does not perform it well. Can't blame him completely, right? Because of bad dialogue and bad direction. But mm-hmm. he's not a great actor, so mm-hmm. it just wasn't good. And Natalie Portman is, a, but she's a great act- actress. But if that's the case, though, why back. are so many people want him back for Episode Eight? Who you and oh Hayden. Hayden Hayden? Because I think it's because George, to redeem George it, to is not redeem involved. It. Yeah, and to redeem himself a little bit. Uh-huh. And there's no George Lucas involved in there, so we have a good writer director. In there, Ryan Johnson, right? Who, if he can get a good performance out of Hayden for one small scene, dude, he I think can. That, he can. He yeah. can. Yeah, Hayden. Hayden can act well if if he's given good stuff to work with. Uh, he calls Obi Wan jealous. J- he's jealous. He's yeah. jealous of me. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that was. It's the, just. It's nonsense. It is nonsense. I I don't I don't understand. I don't like that he did that with his character. I wanted them to be bros i want them to be close not anakin hating obi-wan all this time now the one thing we haven't talked about surprisingly yet is that the cg does not hold up well at all right it's pretty bad especially characters like yoda right yoda looks bad man you think so yeah you'd rather the puppet yoda from episode one or um yeah i would say so hmm like okay I mean, it just doesn't. It, I don't. I don't think Yoda looked good at all in this movie. Uh, the CGI characters were bad. Most of the sets that were CG were bad. There, I mean, not all of it was bad. I mean, there was some. I think the best use of CG in the, in the movie was like the big vistas and like the big yeah. like big uh, 
landscape shots of like Naboo and Coruscant and right. stuff like that. It was, looked, looked Some good. of the, the animals definitely didn't look right either. Yeah. They looked too... Um, the watermelon uh, beasts on yeah. Naboo. Yeah. But at the same time, you can't blame it though. It's one of the first movies with CG like that. Yes, but... CG was so new then. Yes, but it was overused. That's the thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. And I think he was a little, maybe a little too eager to jump into that so so deep you know right um but all right so you want to get into like the ending now okay well let's talk about all right let's start let's talk about the battle of genosis which actually mm. was pretty cool yes from what they showed and yes. i was like ah damn if the prequels had more of this more clone wars battles in them would have been a lot better so yeah the battle the battle of genosis which is pretty cool and then we get to the climactic lightsaber duel. Oh. <laughs> um, the worst duel in all the movies. Are, are we agreeing? Agree, you think so? Agreeance to that? Mm, yes, I, w- I would say so, yeah. So, Obi-Wan loses. Very easily. Very easily. Obviously. Well, it's cool that like Anakin, Anakin runs in and he gets like disposed of. And then right. Obi-Wan... Like, hangs back and he, he absorbs the lightning on yeah. his lightsaber, which is pretty cool. It shows you that it's not always power and strength that win a battle. Yeah. Right. And that's the first time we see that happen, right? Where the, a lightning is absorbed by the lightsaber. Yeah. We see that, which is cool. And then he gets owned by Dooku, and then Anakin comes in and saves him, right? And then we get Anakin fighting Dooku. Yep. Anakin <sighs> gets his hand cut off yep. and tossed around like a and piece Obi- of meat. Yeah, Obi-Wan and Anakin both lose, and then... Oh shit! Yoda comes in. So Yoda walks in on his little cane. Yoda walks in. All right. Do you like the Yoda fight with Dooku? It's over the top. Yeah. He bounces around too much. Like he could have been just as awesome without flipping so much. I I think Yoda shouldn't have been fighting at all. Really? Yeah. That and also like and also he's he's doing that like little like kamikaze scream as he's fighting fighting. Yoda, he's like yelling the entire fight. He's like, Argh. oh yeah. They take, they don't do that though in his battle in Revenge of the Sith. They don't do the yelling, mm. which is I guess I guess an improvement. I don't think Yoda should have been fighting at all in the movie, but I don't know. It's still, I mean, it's a cool idea for sure to see Yoda fight, right? But it looked ridiculous. Does <laughs> you got Christopher Lee, who's who's who was an old man at this time. And they they had to I don't know how much of the, the fighting was actually him you know mm-hmm. and then they have this little CGI green guy so I don't know, the fight looked weird yeah but um it it was fine I guess and then he escapes does, by the way does Yoda ever win a lightsaber battle or does it always end in a draw well he only <laughs> he only has two that we see yeah. in the prequels so I guess two that ends in two that end in draws two of two bro. <laughs> Is that a two for two? That I mean, two for two draws. Yeah. Oh, for draws. Yeah. But yeah, then Dooku escapes, and because he sends those pillars toppling over on Anakin and Obi right. right? And Yoda has to stop and like stop it. You know. How come he can? How come it's so easy to crack pillars and send them, but it takes Yoda, a lot to yeah. hold them up and move them? I don't know. Well, I just I don't know. <laughs> I always thought like, why couldn't Yoda just like force push Obi-Wan and Anakin out of the way oh, and then no. and then like get after Dooku he had to like stop everything stop this freaking pillar but then Dooku escapes and he goes back and he meets up with Sidious yeah right and they have a little like moment and, and we he, get to see well I think it's before that we get to see Death Star plans right yeah when uh isn't it Poggle the Lesser who like gives them the Dooku yeah you see the Death Star so yeah that the very first uh Hint at the Death Star, which is right. pretty cool. So it's I, I remember reading the Rogue One uh, book, uh, Catalyst or whatever, where they mentioned that a good bit. So originally the, the Death Star was a separatist weapon, super weapon, plan, yeah. right? So Pongo the Lesser was the one, the Geonosian guy was mm-hmm. the one who like came up with the with the plans, right? And, and we then, don't know who designed it, but yeah. And then when. I remember the book mentioned like a certain moment where like uh, they I guess I don't know I don't know how that how that transferred over to the Republic 
I wonder how. Yeah, I wonder how different the Geonosian Death Star, if they were to build it. Yeah. How different well, they, it would have been. Didn't it, they pretty much build it? No. Didn't they? The Empire builds it. Yeah, but they ha- they had Geonosians build it for the Empire. They did. Yeah. How do you know that? Um, I believe it's canon that the Death Star was constructed orbiting Geonosis. Oh. By Geonosians, and that. Um, so at the end of episode three, when we see it, like the very outer frame oh, yeah. starting to be put together, that we, that was Geonosis they were on. I guess so, but yeah, I've, I, I I I'm not sure the exact source. I mean, it's known that I think actually the Rogue One book catalyst does mention it a good bit. Oh, um, but even before then, that was like something that was out there, and. I believe also the Empire pretty much wiped out all of Geonosis after that. Right. Because they're just like, ah, let's kill him now. And then they moved it to Scarif, I guess, um, the rest of the construction, right? Or, you know, the work on the Death Star on Scarif. No, no. Or no? No? Scarif was only there because it was like the database center of the Empire. I get, yeah, I guess They had so. all the data there. Yeah. I'm not sure where they built the Death Star. But... Um, so yeah, we see Palpatine and Dooku, and they're like, oh, all of our evil schemes are working, you know, Clone Wars, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then the very ending is... Which makes you wonder what the original plan was. Oh, yeah. Because I think Dooku originally thought it was going to be him and Sidious taking over the Republic, and that they were going to turn Anakin, right? Yeah. But that, I remember reading something that and I think it is canon. It's like the book um, that gives the behind-the-scenes, not behind-the-scenes, but extra info on um, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. So. Oh, the visual dictionary or whatever? Yeah, something like that. And it explains before, when they're going to rescue, rescue Palpatine on the invisible hand, yeah. right? There's a Dooku and Sidious are talking. Yeah, and Sidious basically tells him, "Okay, this is going to happen. We're going to try and get Anakin to turn, and he's going to eventually, like, if he beats you or whatever, and then the Emperor will say this and that, and then Anakin won't kill him, and then they'll become like a pair." Yeah, sure. And that's why we see when he says, "Kill him," and Dooku's like, "Dooku's like what?" (laughs) Like he turned his back. He turned his back on him right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was like messed up the whole plan that Dooku yeah. thought was going to happen. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because Dooku, Dooku was shocked, to say the least. <laughs> right. In that moment. Um, but yeah, so final scene. When you join the Sith, dude, uh, you got to think. Oh, Dooku? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the dude's got to think. You join the Sith, what do you think's going to happen? It's know. a cutthroat. Yeah. But that, I don't know, man. Because, like, yeah, like, that's the thing. It's like. You're joining this, don't you know the history of this organization? Right. <laughs> uh, I guess Dooku was just like, I don't know, man. I, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna be good. I'm gonna be good. City stop my back. Right. No, but that's why it would have made more sense if he was not a Sith and more of yeah. just a political guy. Political guy who wanted, he might have wanted Sidious to take over. Yeah. Just in the sense of, I want change. I want new administrations in there. Also, they could, they could have done Sidious, could have promised him, like, oh, yeah, like, you will be in charge of all this stuff you know, when, right. we, when we win. And then he screws him over anyways, you know? Right. And then there should have been that consistent Sith, pa- like, apprentice of Palpatine being Darth Maul in 1, 2, and 3. But, you know, we got what we got. Speaking of that, that just brought up my mind, like, Dooku has been the most... Like, lucky dude. He gets away between Attack of the Clones into all the times in Clone Wars that yeah. he escapes. Yeah. It got to be too much. <laughs> like, he's getting yeah. captured and escaped and getting out of bad situations, like, left and right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And Clone Wars, he does have a lot of shit that he goes through, which we will get into for sure. Uh, but So let's talk about the, the last scene of the movie, and then we'll talk about uh, what we're going to be getting into like next okay. week and stuff. So the last scene, the wedding, the secret wedding between Anakin and Padme. Right. Did they need to get married? No. You know, they didn't did have they to, need get, to married. get married. Why do they have to do that? Can't they just be like, all right, we're together now? Because uh, <laughs> because it's a PG movie and you can't have premarital sex going on in but Star Wars. They did have premarital sex. Did they? 
Yeah, and the firelight chat. We don't, Fire... I mean, we don't know that it had sex. No, but... Dude. <laughs> yeah, that... Yo, did you see she what Padme was wearing? Yeah. yeah come on. <laughs> she, yeah, she was asking for it, dude. That was that was a, a big sign that he missed out on. Right. I'm, not, I'm saying I don't think that they banged. If they didn't, he, like, totally... Later, he's kind of like, oh, man. Oh, dude. Uh, but, yeah, so they, they're married, and we see Anakin's, like, new hand... Right. Um, which is cool. Uh, it's not as advanced as Luke's hand. It doesn't have skin over it. Right. You know, it's just the, the, the gold skeleton-looking thing. Um, yeah, and it ends with them looking out over the, the water. You got R2 and 3PO there. It's not bad at advancing the plot because everyone wants to know what happened between 1 and 2. That's true. 10 years, man. Yeah, but it does a decent job at throwing you right in there and being the catalyst for episode three and giving you what's leading up to the fall of anakin and the rise of the empire yeah it's not it has good stuff in there and like i've always said before anakin's fall didn't have to be because of his love of padme and all that nonsense yeah i agree it could have been hatred for the jedi but you know yeah but many things his fall to the dark side didn't have to be super complicated it could have just been the dark side itself could have been the reason for him, him falling you know like it's a ring of power in lord of the rings you know it corrupts you oh right right you use the dark side you become bad yeah and a slight it i think a, a slight like this uh yeah this dissatisfaction with the jedi order yeah that that would have to be there for it yeah. to make sense but the last thing i'll just say is that next week we're gonna do the <laughs> the Tartakovsky Clone Wars. Um, yes. The 2D. The cartoon version. Yeah. That aired on Cartoon Network. Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to cover that in, I guess, just one podcast. Talk about the whole show. Yep. It's on YouTube, I believe. It's only like three hours. You can watch the entirety right. of it. We'll get into the, uh, the the 3D Clone Wars at some point as well. But all right, I think that's a good, good note to wrap it up on. See ya. <laughs>